Welcome to D Hall and Dragons, a real play D&D podcast about a group of high school students who get sucked into a world of fantasy and magic and have to set out on a quest to find their way home, but not before they find themselves along the way. My name is Riley Wesson, I'm this campaign's Dungeon Master, and I'm joined by my friends, my players, and my students for two years now. Hey guys, I realized, yeah, in, in between sessions, we've hit our two-year anniversary of starting Have this. Have we really? I think our first session was, I believe it was October 17th. No, it was not. Wow. That's yeah. impossible. Riley, I can't believe that you and I have only been friends for two years. Yeah, I know. It's really crazy. <laughs> yeah. Our friendship only exists in D&D format. Yeah. I just, I would like to point out that we're still only level eight, which is like yeah. rude. Two years know. in, only level eight. Well, I mean, for 40 sessions, that's actually kind of impressive for yeah, most good. D&D okay, campaign sessions. Okay, listen, let me Standards. roast you, Riley. <laughs> Did we level up? Yeah. No, I meant like level nine. Like again? <laughs> what the <laughs> like fuck again? are you talking about? You know what? Just for that, you de-leveled, actually. No, no, no. Go back down to level five. No, we no, don't. Riley. Dude, back down to level five. Hi, uh... My name's Brandon Lindsay, and I, I voice Cecil McNamara, uh, and I've got a question for you. It's it, it might date the episode just a little bit, or at least the recording date, but if your character won the $1.9 billion Texas jackpot, what would they <laughs> do with the money? Um, if Cecil won $1.9 billion, that's billion with a B. With a B. I think what he would first do is... Uh, cash out enough of it so that he could Scrooge McDuck style lay in a bed of dollar bills. <laughs> that tracks. Yeah. He wants to breaking bat it. Exactly. That's the first thing he would do. So with the rest of it, I, th- I think he'd probably buy like a nice piece of land um, and just like have a working ranch that he has uh, and keeps yeah. animals on. Start a small business. Pro- yeah, he'd start it. Yeah. How forward or- thinking of him. A fairly decently sized business, as far as he's concerned, uh, with his with 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 his ranch. But yeah, that, that's exactly what he'd do. My name is Daniel Grisco, and I play Brian Tolkien uh, on the sake of this podcast, or for the sake of this podcast. And um, Brian would uh, would do exactly what I just did: was Google how much it actually is after taxes. <laughs> um, so it's nine hundred and thirty four point eight million as an upfront payment um, or you could spread it out over 30 years as an annual payment and the tax hit is less. Right. So uh, 100% Brian would spread it out over 30 years. Um, Brian would also definitely hire some kind of financial advisor because neither he nor his immediate family has ever faced anything even close to that <laughs> being functional. Um, he would probably... He probably wouldn't tell his parents mm. um, and would probably find some way to masquerade it as, you know, a grant that he won at school or a scholarship or something like that um, for him and his sister or like she won the same one later on or, you know, something like that um, for educational purposes. And it would pay for their schooling and all that kind of stuff, which would be a, a huge stressor off on the family. Um, but he'd probably do it over 30 years and not, not tell mom and dad. This is like becoming an episode of Succession. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, money has got a lot of baggage in mm. Brian's family. So uh, yeah, I think, I think there'd be some panic involved. And so, yeah, that would be, that'd be that. Uh, my name is Andy Dinehart. I am the voice of Victoria Hightower. 
Um, and in very Victoria fashion, I wrote uh, a very long list. I asked the question two minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, I know. She has a full notebook page. I already have of... one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I have nine uh, points. Mm-hmm. You know, she'd spend it on the usual, like, getting a good education, probably getting a cat, taking a European backpacking trip. Um, Spoiler alert, cats are free. You don't have to really pay well, money for a cat. Yeah, but, like, she'd want to, like, have enough money to, like, take care of the cat. You go okay. to a shelter there, and, yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and you're like, yeah, I'd like, like to buy this cat. $5,000 for this it, cat, please. You're like, no, 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 it's fine. <laughs> would Would you bring the cat on the trip? She's absolutely would. She would okay. want the kind of cat that would go on a backpacking trip with her. Mm. Um, She'd try to give as much of it away as possible. She'd uh probably start a publishing company. Mm. And she'd honestly buy a house on the Welsh coast side, go get a little cottage and just start living her life. Um, getting a nice education probably too. I think I already said that, but she would also, um, spend some more money on an investigator, a really good investigator to help find her dad. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. I was, I was about to say, this is, this is exactly what real life. Andy That's exactly would, what I was, I was like. I was like remember, remember when Danielle <laughs> was saying that like, they're basically the same person. They are. There's a half and half. <laughs> There's some truth to all our characters. Yeah. You know, uh, and my name's Riley Wesson. I'm this campaign's dungeon master. And yeah, I feel like I'm of two minds. I would either very similar to Brian, like my practical mind would be like, just take it over 30 years and just like invest the hell out of it. Uh, or just take a shitload of it and make an adult theme park. Um, no, sorry, not theme park, <laughs> not, not theme park, not theme park, like a park, like a park for like a playground no, for no, adults. No, 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 I, I want to no, hear no, the, the, the no, adult no, theme park No, no, it's not an adult theme park. It's not an adult theme park. Riley, what you're basically saying is that you would Phineas and Ferb it. Yes, pretty much. Absolutely. Pretty much. I've, yes. I've always been of the mind that there should be playgrounds for adults. There should be like oh, I, yes. playgrounds, but just like upscaled for people that are like between five feet and six feet tall and not for children that are like and three also feet over and under 21 yes, yes exactly um so yeah i that's would probably the only reason why cornhole exists exactly <laughs> that's all we got now can we have um a paintball arena and a laser tag that area would be the and bowling and all that that okay, would be in the cool. theme park okay. um okay, the cool. playground itself Riley, would just it's be 900 million dollars <laughs> you're correct taxes. you know what you know what <laughs> fuck it yeah bowling alley in the playground Give the people what they want. You're welcome. <laughs> Riley Wesson, champion of the people. Last session on D Hall and Dragons, the students recovered from their brief run in with the hand, and after a few more choice words with Queen Mab, were sent back to Supperfield to face down the woman who trapped them in this world. They arrived on the snow-covered field to find an arcane barrier surrounding the hand and the pantry, as well as the four fey weapons linked to the tree by arcane runes as a part of a ritual to destroy the cafeteria. The group fought bravely against the hand's magical machinations and eventually brought down the barrier to face Veronica herself. They endured a vicious battle that saw multiple attempts at mind control, Victoria dropping unconscious, and Brian dropping all of his clothes on the ground. But <laughs> through teamwork and an 8th level Holy Aura spell scroll that doing a good amount of the heavy lifting, they finally defeated the hand. <laughs> As she lay bleeding out on the ground, Victoria couldn't help but show mercy, seeing so much of herself in the broken woman. And with a healing potion in her hand, a confession of secrets on her lips, and an incredibly clutch persuasion roll, managed to convince Veronica to attempt to amend the wrong she's done and to try and find a better way to live. 
As she walked back through the portal to the cafeteria, the students felt the nature around them healing and some semblance of balance being restored. And that's where we are now. So Brian has just put his clothes back on, and the roots and things that have been summoned during the fight from the pantry have all retracted, and the blistering cold snow that had been whipping around you guys has faded away. As it fades, you see that the rest of the snow around you starts to melt, and you can now see the grass that's underneath you guys. Cecil is picking himself up, takes his staff, and kind of shakes off some of the snow that had collected on some of the nooks and and crevices in it, and uh, he's going to go over to Victoria and kneel right beside her. Uh, Hey, how are you feeling? Is everyone else okay? I'm fine. Um, Brian, are you okay? (sighs) Yep. Deal with emotional stuff later. Are you like physically? Like, are you? Oh, I'm. I'm so sorry. Have you ever known me to deal with the emotional stuff first? Yeah, I'm <laughs> fine. <laughs> I don't know. More, more, more recently, just seen a little bit more. Nope, I'm fine. Okay, well, um... Carlick, are you okay? Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm not. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually. I'm okay. You guys look at him, and he he looks a little worse for wear. Um, okay. but not like he's on his last legs. Yeah, I'm uh I'm not too bad. Um Hey, you're awesome. Uh, yeah, you took on that swarm <laughs> thing by yourself. That was that was great. I did, didn't I? Yeah. Um I mean, you guys are pretty awesome too. That was that was crazy. Um <laughs> I mean, I will say I haven't seen like the grass around here in a really long time. Like hey. this place has been covered in snow for so long now. So this is this is pretty cool. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, it's nice seeing everything kind of go back to the, to the way it was. Not that we ever really saw that. But. I'm, I'm glad, it, uh, glad it feels like home for you, Carlick. Looking around the rest of the town, have people started coming out? Yeah, actually, the hill that you were on is kind of surrounded by what was the hand's encampment. And you can kind of see down into the town from where you guys are. And as the sun has just kind of crested over the horizon, you start to see signs of movement. And you see people kind of streaming out of their houses, noticing the lack of snow and the sudden change of weather. Uh, Hey, Brian, Victoria, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but I don't really feel like answering a whole lot of questions right now. Sure. I don't really feel like I have a whole lot of answers right now. Me neither. I'd personally rather not be here whenever people arrive. Uh, Carlick, I think we're probably gonna go get a little bit of space to kind of process everything. We're not leaving, but... Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I feel like this is something that I think you'd be able to kind of take over. You're from here, and they know you, and you're a familiar face, and they'll trust you. This would all be a lot better coming from you. It sounds kind of cliche, but you are a hero. Oh, yeah. In every sense of the word. You see him kind of like like smile and blush a little bit at your praise and just, I mean, it, it, it was all of us. Um, but we couldn't have done it without you, so. <laughs> yeah. Remember whenever, you know, your parents weren't even going to let you cook in the kitchen? Well, look at you now. I mean, you're serving. 
I think Carlick has been to our van. I think he knows where it's at. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because okay. is that that's what it's called? It's called a van? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a van. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. It stands for Vroom uh, Machine. What? <laughs> that that would be Vam. Vroom. Like, it, it's this. It's the sound that it makes whenever Okay, it... guys, we gotta... Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. We're gonna Okay, have... okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he immediately rushes in and gives you guys a big bear hug. Oh, yeah, he steps back and he goes, uh, yeah, yeah, um. You got this. Yeah, all right, I'll, um, yeah, I'll see you guys later. I'm gonna start leading us back to the van. Yeah, yeah, you guys kind of make your way behind the pantry before people arrive and you kind of take a little back route as, uh, as the people start to kind of make their way through the tents. And, uh, yeah, you guys make your way back to the van. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, uh, sorry if it felt like I was... Speaking for the group there, I, I didn't really know what to do, but I know we're all exhausted. Yep. And uh, Brian hoists himself onto his bunk. Um, there was like a little river nearby, right? Uh, yeah, I think so, yeah. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go find it and just wash off, um, real quick. I- I'll, I'll be back. All right, bye. Did she just leave? Yeah, um... On her own. Well... Why does she do this? I don't understand. I was gonna suggest, maybe I just follow her for a little bit. I, I mean, she she's obviously, she obviously needs her space, but I don't want to, like, interrupt, you know what I mean? I don't know, man. Do you want to come with? No. What are you gonna do by yourself here? You're just gonna... Sleep. Brian, are you, are you okay? I'm good. I'm good. You can do... You can go with her. You can stay. <clears throat> it's fine. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. Maybe she's just going to go clean off. But I I think I'm going to go keep an eye on her just to be safe. No, it's... I mean, she's clearly emotional. She literally only goes off on her own when she's in an emotional space. She literally only makes decisions when she's in an emotional space or says anything or does anything or takes action when she's in an emotional space. So if you want to go make space for that and take care of that, you go ahead. And then just let me know how it goes or if there's any action items from there. And if you need anything, I'll be here. All right. Um. Yeah. Okay. I'll be back in a little bit. Cecil's gonna walk a few steps away, grab a fistful of snow, and bury his face in it until he sneezes. <laughs> and then uh, that's totally how snow works. Yeah. <laughs> He's gonna turn into a little owl, and I'm gonna try and follow at a distance. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, for people that are listening, uh, the party did level up in between sessions. Yeah. So yeah. For example, Cecil can now fly. Uh, he can now turn into flying animals. Have fun with what I can do. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. So before Cecil gets there, uh, Victoria, what are you going and doing? She's gonna go find a river that she can wash off with because she's been pretty bloodied. Cool. She's gonna get there, and if Cecil's watching. I, I guess, which he probably is. Oh no! <laughs> uh, I would like to. I would like to make a stealthy perception check to see if I can hear someone following me. Um, I don't know what a stealthy perception check is, but well, I mean, uh, like she's not going to turn around and look. She's just going to walk and like listen. So okay, in that case, uh, I would use your passive perception. Sixteen passive perception. Okay, cool. Cecil, um, are you trying to be stealthy? Yeah, I'm an owl. Cecil, roll me a stealth check. That's a 16. Ooh, you get spotted. 
I'm just listening. Granted, I am an owl. You spot Yeah, Victoria, owl. You, you hear an owl. I think she walked about 50 feet away, and Cecil's sneezes are very distinct, so I think she <laughs> at least heard the sneeze and just sure. understands that something is following Can her. I try yeah. and hide my sneeze? No. <laughs> no. You cannot retroactively hide your sneeze. Can I go back in time to, ste- to stealthily sneeze? Yeah, so she like immediately kneels down and starts splashing her face, and she straight up just like holds her nose, dunks her head in as much as she can. Just you just see her like hold it there for a little while, and then she comes back up and she kind of just sits there and breathes for a second, and she like reaches in her backpack and pulls out a blue notebook and a pen, and she goes in there and you see her write something down quickly. Cecil, I know you're there. I don't know what you are, but I know you're there. Would you like to talk? Because I would really like to talk to someone right now. Very quickly, before before I go sit on her shoulder, can I make a, a mouse check? Can I see if there are any little... <laughs> Roll me a survival check. Little, little mice scurrying about. Wow, that's a 17. Uh yeah, you you perch on Victoria's shoulder with a little dead mouse in your in your oh, in your beak. Oh. <laughs> I I drop the mouse no. in your lap, <laughs> and then I oh. whoosh, pop out a Cecil. And I like spit out a little bit of blood. Um, Cecil, why? Hey, what's up? I wanted to try. I've always wanted to. I mean, that's cool. And she just cups it and like puts it in the flowing river and lets it, like, <laughs> gives it a little Sends Viking burial. Off. Set it on fire. <laughs> you see a group of nearby mice uh, take out a little tiny bow no, and arrow and fire a little no. uh, flaming arrow on it. It catches fire and drifts down the river. Hey. Hey, are you, um, I want your honest opinion. Okay. Are you okay with what I did? Are you okay with my choice? I think more than anyone, the hand cut under your skin. I think the hand meant more to you. I mean, it's... <laughs> it's not that much of a secret. You've got shit that you're working through. And this figure stumbles along and represents everything that you're going through. And, and you handled it in the way that you needed to. I don't think it would have mattered much what you did. Just that you did something. Just that you did something about it. You gave her a choice. That's more than most people get. This person shows up and, yeah, represents everything that you're going through, and you actually gave them a choice. You did it on your terms. Victoria, I don't think there's anything I can do but respect that. Thank you. Frankly, I don't know what I... I don't know what I would have done in your shoes. I don't know what I would have done. You know, the the hand is not a, a direct and complete reflection of myself or what I'm going through. She is a portion. And honestly, she probably has it worse off than I do. I mean, yeah, she's dead. No, she's not. <laughs> <laughs> well where she's going (laughs) well we'll see I hope not I hope I gave her a choice that she didn't give us you know two wrongs don't make a right and this place is becoming more and more real and we've killed things here and I think 
we get lost in the idea that it's just this big video game and we're going to wake up and go home. But they're real people. They're real people. But also, Cecil... <laughs> I, I don't think we know each other. I don't, I don't think us is a, I don't think we actually genuinely know each other. Well, I think there is a reason why, you know, we haven't really become friends. I mean, I considered you guys friends. Well, <laughs> you're the closest thing I've ever had anyway. Um, so. Well, that's just the thing. Those closest to me always seem to get hurt. Oh. Sorry, I'm just fucking with you. No. Um, um <laughs> Okay. No, ah, I just funny uh, Cecil. <laughs> just trying to lighten the mood. <laughs> what? I just have. Oh man, we're just we're just so fucked up. Yeah. What? You're... Cecil, hi. Hi. I extend my hand. My name's Victoria Hightower. Um, I know we've been traveling together and going through this weird, crazy world together, but I'd like to formally introduce myself. Um. You're really cool. I'm really not. Um, people think I am, but that's just because I wear nice clothes and my mom has a lot of money. I'm, I'm actually I'm a huge dork. And I got bullied very severely for that. And I secretly write fantasy and fan fiction. And um, I'm looking for my dad. My dad's been gone since I was two. And I'm looking for my dad. Holy shit, do you think he's here? I think he is. I genuinely, my mom literally hired a private investigator when I was a kid, and they didn't find anything, Cecil. Like, can't be dead, right? And he and, and, and he loved my mom, and he loved me. Like, he didn't just fuck off. And if I ended up here, doesn't that mean maybe that could have happened to him too? Or, or, or some other alternative world? I don't know, but... Yo, what the fuck? What if he brought right? us here? What if he brought no, us here? No, I don't think he brought us here. I just think no, no, maybe yeah, it's, like a, no, it's no. like a curse of, of mine and my family or something, and you guys what just got pulled cursed? in too? I don't know. I don't know, but... um. I don't want to go back to the van. <laughs> um, I don't know what to do about that confession of mine. I don't. I, he's still my well, friend. I don't want that to mess that up. But don't feel like <laughs> that was the right choice. <laughs> no, no, no. You're fine. Did you ever see Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows parts one and two? <laughs> oh no. Yeah. <laughs> Who am I? You're Ron, and I'm very no! sorry about that, but you're Ron. No! You're Ron, and and Brian is Hermione, and I'm I'm Harry Potter! Yeah! Well, I've never oh been Harry Potter! I can do magic! I've never been to Harry Potter in this situation. Hey, that's cool! Yeah. Um, as for the Brian situation... Uh, I don't really want it to be a Brian situation. I just want it to go away. Do you have any magic that would, like, erase <laughs> that little doozy? Uh, yes, I do. Really? Yeah. What do you have? Well, I could kill him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, let's not do that. Brian is still our friend. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you again. That was another I joke. Know. You, you're so oh. serious, Victoria. You're so serious. Mm -hmm. I think that's your biggest... <sighs> you are so fucking serious. 
I'm really not, though. No, but you are. I'm naive. <laughs> I'm just dumb. <laughs> like, I, I'm just, I... Victoria, I, Victoria, I Victoria, what? now that we're friends, now, now yeah. that we're friends, I get to tell you this, and... and Fine. You're a, you're a real serious pick-me girl. No! 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 Don't tell me that! Victoria, I told... Look, friends gotta be blunt. I don't want to be a pick-me girl. But here's the thing. What? So is Hermione. Oh, so God. in this situation, you're also the Hermione. But she had a glow up. Yeah, she did. And she became the best out of them. So that's true. Being aware of it is like step one. Okay. What's step two? I don't know. I'm I'm not a pick me girl. I'm. Yeah, but how does a pick me girl become not a pick me girl? You gotta pick yourself first. <laughs> Disgusting. On that incredible yeah. uh, quote, yeah. we zoom yeah. out on yeah. Cecil and Victoria as they kind of continue this conversation before heading back to the van. Absolutely. And Brian, you've been kind of laying in your bunk in the van for maybe like 30 minutes now or so. It's been pretty quiet. You know, you've just kind of been probably not reflecting, um, knowing <laughs> you. You've just been kind of laying in your bed, staring up at a blank ceiling when. You hear a, uh, and you see Carlick poking his head next to the window, kind of like hopping up and down outside the window, uh, and he makes eye contact and goes, "He does what? This is a podcast." He's he's mouthing, trying to indicate to open the door. He's just like waving his arms really big uh, as he's uh, trying to communicate with you. I I just kind of I roll my eyes and I point in my ear like I can't. I mouth the words like I can't hear you. Can't see him cup his hands around his mouth and shout louder, but like it's still muffled. I can't. I can't. <laughs> hang on, hang on, and I I walk over to the door and I I open it. I wanted to. Okay, sorry. Uh, he's like shouting like shouts like right as you Carlick. open the door. Uh, Dude, sorry, sorry. Um, hey, Dude. uh, where's uh where where's where's Victoria and Cecil? I, I don't know. She went to take a bath or something, and he went to go watch her. Sorry, that sounded weird. She, um, they, I don't know. Um, she wanted a minute, and he went. Okay, I'm just not even going to try and unpack that. Um, That's all the information I've got, man. Uh, well, I, I stopped by to tell you guys, Um, so I broke down, you know, the situation to everyone, Um, explained Honestly, kind of succinctly, I was really impressed that I was able to fit it into 30 minutes. I feel like most cases yeah, it would take like 10, like hour and a half chunks at a time to really kind of cover everything. Yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, explained everything to the townspeople, also to all of the hands kind of minions. Um, they were so happy oh. uh, that she was gone. Or like a like a ding dong, the witch is dead kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. They all kind yeah. of did a little dance. It was actually really impressive. Um, it was really coordinated. <laughs> I don't know really how they pulled it off. Um, but yeah, they all ran immediately into her tent and uh, opened her little chest and tore up every single contract she had in there. Um, so they're chill now. Um, wow. But with the boon that's been granted to the town now, uh, they're going to they're going to have a little festival. That's great. And, you know, they're going to gonna be like games and fun stuff and uh we're they're gonna do like a feast afterwards at like the very end um and i get to cook the feast wow man that's i mean it's a good thing you've you've kept your skills sharp that's for sure yeah so. i mean like usually you know like my dad cooks the feast but um i you know i kind of i i kind of stood my ground and they said uh they said it was my time so uh yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna get to cook the feast tonight but 
the festival is going to start around like six or so tonight. Um, so, I mean, if you guys want to take the day to kind of rest and, and recharge and want to come and uh, join the festival afterwards. Um, Sleep all day, party all night. <laughs> hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not one to say no to free food, uh, especially when it's yours, Carlic. So. Well, thanks. I'll pass, I'll pass the invitation along when they get back. Yeah. Yeah. Are, are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. I'm uh I'm good. I'm I'm just warming up. Uh, you know, little uh shrinkage, uh, but you know, figuring uh figuring things out and, and okay, getting yeah. back to normal. Yeah, just you know, guys being dudes, I guess. Um you've never <laughs> talked about shrinkage in this entire time that I've met you. No, I, I feel like something is definitely up. It was cold, man. It, that's yeah. all. I mean it was it was, just, it was yeah. cold. Um, your, your face is really red for it being cold. Well, I'm warming up now, you know, so uh, I was, you know, I was getting ready to nap, man. Oh, uh, sorry. I, you just, you just seem kind of, kind of off. Yeah. I don't really know how to be on right now, you know? Yeah. Do you, do you want to, uh, I don't know, talk, talk about it? Uh. I mean, because like before this, I would never have suggested talking about anything. Um, you know, I was kind of a race to stuff the feelings deep down and just kind of keep my head down and do my job and everything. But I feel like if I hadn't, I don't know, like talked with you guys and and opened up about things, I don't know if I really would have. Here's the thing that sucks, Carlick, is um, before we met you, I was really getting to a spot where I would recommend talking all this out and now i just feels like a really selfish thing to do you know i don't want to take up you've been through a lot i don't want to you know it'll be good by the time we get to the festival it'll be i'll be i'll be back on and and um it'll be good and and we'll eat your food and and we can even we can even make some like feedback cards so so people can give you feedback on your food and and tell you how great you are and um and you can keep going on in that skill set okay yeah it, it just you're good you've got forward momentum and um i'm just i'm just stuck you know i it's that's really it, what it comes down to is i'm just stuck and it feels like there's not a way to not be stuck but you know there, we just got a bunch of other people unstuck and i guess you know those that that can't do help and um it's good it's good it's good uh i just i gotta take a nap i guess and uh, sleep it off um it's just it's just been a lot man you know been a hell of a time yeah um okay he kind of puts a hand on your thigh because he's short um <laughs> and he just looks up at you and he goes a word of advice from a cook if you leave soup on the stove too long it's going to ruin can't simmer forever and uh turns to make his way back into the town Brian just sits on the edge of his bed and cries. Yeah, you sit there for maybe five minutes or so, 
and uh, you hear Victoria and Cecil making their way back up the path. Okay, so in the movie, I mean, yeah. Hermione's, Hermione's very upset, so you're just going to have to okay. prep for that. Oh, I'm Ron. That's right. To... I'm still Ron. You're Shit. Ron. <laughs> okay, okay. You guys poke your head back in the van. I let Cecil go in first. I heard them coming and just like did everything I could to wipe the, the <laughs> tears off of my face. Yeah, make me a sleight of hand check. Sleight of hand or performance. Performance is better, man. Okay, go for performance then. Oh, it's not good though. <laughs> that was a natural one. Oh, right. Carlix gone. <laughs> yeah, you guys poke your head back in the van, and it does. You don't even need that much of a passive perception. You can tell that Brian has been crying. Ooh, yeah, me too. Been sweating from my eyes a lot. What? All the remaining onions that are still. Un- where what? There's that onion smell. There's that onion smell that's, and I'm winking at Brian. There's that onion smell from getting out of the pantry that's been clogging up. It's kind of getting to me too. The river Ugh. really helped with that, honestly. It kind of yeah. got rid of the onion smell. Just go like dunk your face in the snow before. It yeah, all melts. it's actually really helpful to dunk your face in a river of like melting snow. It feels Takes care really of that good. Onion smell. Brian's eyes are just darting between them and he's. <laughs> Just so just confused between the two of you. Just like looking at them, like completely trying to figure out what they're talking about. Yeah. So we, we were kind of chit chatting a little bit and um, thinking about what's going to come next, potentially, you know? Well, there's a festival tonight. There's a. Ooh. Oh. Oh. Sorry. Hey, Carlick fe- was just here. Oh. I, oh, shoot. We missed him. Dang. Long story short. He told the town what happened. He was proud of himself. It was real short. Um, there's going to be a festival tonight, and uh, they're they're giving him the the ability to to cook the feast at the end, and he's oh, really excited. Awesome. So, figure we should go and and support, and um, you know, listen to some compliments about his food that we can pass on to him. You know, make him feel good about himself. Um, oh heck yeah! That leaves a ton of time for us to go and sleep. Yeah, sleep it off. Uh, I've got money. I might go hang out in the town for a little bit. <laughs> Shopping. I mean, I think I think we can just, you know, sleep it off. It's been a long day. Um, and like, <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but like, I am not gonna be any fun tonight if I don't, you know, recenter. <clears throat> so, no, I I I feel like I'm um uh, I'm still aching. Um, I would very much like to rest as well. Victoria, are we going to talk about this, or are you just going to yes, be passive-aggressively emotional no, for, like, no. the rest of time? I, I wasn't... I, I, I'm i sorry if I seem passive-aggressive. No, we can totally talk about it. Are you... If you'd like, you can completely ignore that I even said anything. I don't want to ignore what you said, Victoria. I mean, your timing sucks, and I don't understand you, but I don't want to ignore it, you know? I, I was trying to make a point, but I think it... Also, you know, having uh, been almost killed and then coming back, I just think it was it, it was poor timing. Can I ask you a question? Yes. You know, I was sitting here um, and, you know, contrary to what people might think of me, I was reflecting and um, I kind of want to know, like, why that was the choice you made. Because, like, I'm I'm sitting here and I'm reflecting on my priorities that have been really clear and and I thought that they were your priorities and it turns out they were never your priorities so then I'm sitting in a position of just a total trust issue which we all knew I I do great with those so 
I'm sitting here processing that feeling uh, and going through that truth bomb and then just get hit with about three more all to realize that what I've learned about myself is that I would genuinely kill for you guys. And you wouldn't. Um, you are right. My priorities were not the same until more recently. I had every intention of getting you home. But I had no intention of going. The world has been far kinder to me than where I'm from. It felt like a fresh start here. Um, I apologize and am sincerely sorry. I um, wanted to give her the choice that she didn't give us, and it may have been a little too altruistic. And you don't have to like or respect my decision. Because that's your choice. I just don't... Like, you're just not a human who takes the easy way out, Victoria, so I don't get it. I mean, you've never done that before. You constantly create problems for yourself that we then have to deal with as your friends all the time. And this particular instance, you're telling me that every motivation that you've had this whole time was to take the easy way out and stick around? Yes. Because I'm a coward. I run from everything. I do. I did back home. I do now. I'm sorry that my choices have had a negative impact on my friends. I don't accept that. You're better than that. I want to be. I want to be better at it like you. There are so many qualities that you both have that I don't. I have a lot of learning to do, and, and it's why I appreciate and love you guys as friends so much and as individuals because you're teaching me things that I have needed to learn for a very long time and we don't have to be anything more than uh, travel partners from here on out I, I will respect any decision or choice you make is that what I asked for? I don't know I didn't say that Cecil am I, am I crazy here? Did I did I say anything like that? Uh, no. Okay. I'm just putting it forth. Stop. What? Do you have any idea how easy it would be for me to sit on this bunk and just not say any of this? And not challenge you and not push each other? Guys, I I grew up in a household where we just never talked about anything. Do you have any idea how easy that would be for me? Victoria, I care about you. Cecil, I care about you too. We, like... We cannot keep not understanding each other and have this wall. It rips people apart, guys. And it sucks because, like, I, I was getting to this point where, like, felt like I understood you. I mean, Cecil, I never really understood you, but I'm working <laughs> on it. <laughs> oh, remind me to tell you later. I can fly. <laughs> what? Yeah, he followed me to the river as an owl. It's kind of cool. But he'd also dropped a dead mouse in my lap, so that was a little Which less cool. Which made it cool. You killed a mouse? <laughs> oh my god. Um, so it, the effort to be honest and transparent and talk. Um, my mom and I have a weird relationship. She expects a lot from me. I don't meet any of those expectations. That's just kind of my family dynamic. And my dad disappeared when I was two. 
Holy hell. I don't know if he was murdered or if he left us or if he ended up in a plane of existence like this, like we did. Um, I'm kind of um, hoping for the latter. Uh, I'm looking for my dad. Victoria, this whole time you've been thinking your dad is here? Hoping. My running theory is that he actually brought us here so that she could find him. What? Wouldn't that be wild? I'm sorry if I'm cursed and you guys are stuck here because of me. I'm really sorry. But you know, hopefully, you know, we've been through the Feywild. Now time works weird. Maybe no time has transpired whatsoever back home. So I'm going to get us home and all will be fine and all will be well. I kiss her. Oh, my God. Um. Oh. Stop talking. Yeah. For a minute. Okay. Cecil makes a move to also kiss my <laughs> No! I push him away. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I read the room wrong. I thought we were just. I thought we were. I thought we were doing it. I thought we were doing a thing. I thought we were doing a thing. We're Ron and, and Harry. Brian, would you like a. Hey! Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Brian kisses Cecil. <laughs> <laughs> what? I feel better. Oh, okay. Well, I feel worse. Great. Um, <laughs> um, listen, you just told me that the exact same reason that I would kill to get home is the reason that you would kill to stay here. Yeah, that's um, part of the reason why I hadn't planned on going home. I'd love to find my dad. Uh, she pulls out her blue journal and you see it's just pages of scrawlings and writing and stuff and she opens it and something starts to slip out and she grabs it and she pulls it out and it's a Polaroid picture of her mom and her dad and her when she was an infant. This is all I've got. Do we recognize anything about the picture? Wait, that's my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Holy shit. No, uh, it just appears to be a picture of Victoria's parents um, on a boardwalk somewhere. Her mom has like a floppy straw hat on and sunglasses. Dad's got cargo shorts and button up that's open with a white shirt underneath. And he's holding me. He's holding me. All right. Listen, I have a lot of respect for carrying that with you. And I have a lot of respect for you, Victoria. Even when you're kind of dim-witted in the way that you process information. Um, wow, that's so complimentary, Brian. It's listen, I I'm, I am who I am. I don't know what you want yeah, from me. I no, that's exactly what I want. No, it it is. Uh, so, uh, it's why I like you. You call me out on my bullshit. You listen. You have a lot of bullshit. I can't I do. just sit I do. silent and thank about you. It all and the time. I I appreciate it because you're not just another one of those guys who thinks I'm an it girl and just likes me because I'm quote unquote pretty. Um, can I be honest with you though, Victoria? Oh, ow! I know where this is going. You're. It's okay. That's okay. You know that's okay. That's okay. You know you don't have to say it. It's okay. Don't think I'm attractive, and that's fine. And that's different. And and Victoria, I've- you're like a solid like six point five or seven. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Thank you for the honesty, both of you. Brian just glares at Cecil. (laughs) (sighs) You like me as a friend, despite my bullshit. You continually call me out on it. You are both so incredibly strong and remarkable people. And I respect the fuck out of you guys. And I can't help that 
I've liked you for a while, Brian. I, I mean, I thought, I thought you were, you know, kind of a, a dick immediately, but then you know, it, Listen, it made a lot of sense. you gave no, me no, 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 no. drugs. I didn't give you drugs. <laughs> I gave you ibuprofen. I was trying to seem really cool. I'm sorry. Uh, it's just the, it's just the, the character that I've played for so many years now, and I'm, I'm sorry. I, I am. I'm. I am a fraud in a lot of ways. Uh, I, I, I don't like that I come from money. I don't like that I come from, like, the L.A. scene. I, my granddad has lived in Texas all his life, and I feel so much more at home here. But also, I ran away from L.A. because people outed me. Again, lots of luggage. Lots, lots of baggage. Um, I write. I'm a writer. I'm just a dork, and I love horses, and I love books, and I love nerdy shit. And I think your dad is awesome because he's a writer. And I think it's... So cool that you guys have siblings because I can't even imagine what that's like, and it must be so awesome to have a built-in friend when when you don't have many or any. I mean, it's not like everybody in this room has a surplus of friends. We know Cecil's situation. <laughs> <laughs> I think Cecil has slightly more authentic friends than I do. Yeah, my boys got me. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I had a question. I, I mean, this van is spacious and is nostalgic as hell, but Victoria, don't you have a house? What? You have a house. I have a car right? that could build a house. Victoria, actually, as you, as Cecil mentions that and you go to pull out that card, <gasps> you see that it's changed. The face of the card appears to be different. It appears to have gone from like, a deck of cards to like a tarot deck. Oh! You get like this arcane sense from it that after the time you spent in the cafeteria, the fey magic has kind of affected this deck of many things that you had taken. And it's now become what appears to be a deck of tarot cards. <gasps> Mechanically, this is a different item completely. Um, this is from a company called Weird Works, uh, and it is uh, the Adventurer's Tarot. It's kind of a different take on the deck of many things. I decided to change it because, one, I got Andy this deck of tarot cards for her birthday uh, a few months ago, and also you guys just weren't using the deck of many things. So I was like, let's just go with something else. I was too scared to. Oh, I know. I'm going to say, though, for these, uh, you can only draw one per day. Okay. Uh, because there, there's there's quite a few more boons than banes in there. Hey! So, you notice that. Guys, look. It has all the symbols of the different courts on it. Can I one? Yeah, go for it. What? All right, this is your one pull you get for the day. All right, uh, I'm coming in, Andy. <laughs> I okay. did not expect to draw <laughs> this today, so let me pull up these rules. Hey, wait, that looks different, and I grab a card. <laughs> Oh, it's so cool. Uh, I pulled the cleric. Hey! <laughs> uh, yeah, Cecil, as you draw this card, you see um, this armored warrior with one knee bent uh, and like a shaft of light shining on them. Uh, and a chorus of chanting builds around you and a blue aura irradiates from your head. Uh, for the next one hour, this blue light em uh, emits from you. This light operates as sunlight and sheds bright light in a 30-foot radius and dim hey, light oh. for an additional 30 feet. It oh, is not geez. possible to perform the hide action while under this effect. Can you oh. turn that off? Oh, God. Oh, oh my gosh. What the hell? Oh. It's like a I just, head lamp. 
No, I Have you learned the... nothing? I wanted to grab the house. Oh, well, I pulled the house already, so... I will say, one, the house card is gone. Uh, because it's gone. It, is, it has changed. What? Also... Give me the house, at least. It was a permanent house. Like, it's not a house yeah. you could just drop and pick up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll put it here. You drop a card and a house springs up right next to you Yay! on the other side of the room. <laughs> A it's lovely a small little cottage. House. It's oh, everything I ever dreamed of. Yeah, uh, the cottage is uh, twelve feet tall and no longer than thirty feet on a side. Small. <laughs> uh, maybe we can build bunk beds. I don't know. We have bunk beds in here. We can drive the van into the house. <laughs> you cannot do that. <laughs> I back up the. Uh, you most the, certainly the, the, the can. Van. The cottage does not turn with a garage. Oh, we don't. Have, we don't have a, a carport. <laughs> We'll build one. That's okay. I can build a lean-to. Whatever. I spend the next eight hours, however long oh it takes gosh. between now we need and to whenever rest. the festival, to, 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 to build a carport. Is the house furnished? Yeah, the house is furnished. It's fully hey! furnished. With three beds? Sure. Yeah. Or just the one. <laughs> oh my god, there's only one bed. Victoria, it's literally your dream house. I got this magic card in a cottage, but there was only one bed. Will they, won't they? Oh no. I'm running around in a circle trying to catch the halo on my head. <laughs> oh my god. Cecil is not allowed in the house when you guys start sleeping. No. He has to stay out for at least one hour until his light yeah. disappears. Yeah, it's too bright. There's no way. Hey, are we good? We're great. Cecil's cool laps. <laughs> I, listen, I just got to say one thing out loud. Sure. No matter what happens, if I have to, I will literally sacrifice everything to get home to my sister. Expect no different. And I want that for you. I always have. Nothing about that is going to change ever. I know. All right. Then, yeah. Yeah, Victoria, we're good. Hey, I was never planning on asking you guys to stay or or if it required Listen, if it required all Victoria, of us to go home for you Listen, to go home. Victoria, I would, we're good. Cool. Don't make me kiss you again. And I walk uh, into the house. You could if you wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, Cecil, you wait for your halo to dim, uh, and then uh, eventually <laughs> you guys all can take a long rest. Thank God. And as you uh, wake up, you look outside this little cottage that you've raised on the side of the road, and the lights in the town are kind of starting to dim, but you see up on the hill surrounding the uh, of the pantry, it, it looks like all the tents from the hands camp have been taken down, and it looks like they've been replaced with booths Aww. and torches and uh, lanterns and such uh, that is surrounding the pantry as it looks like the festival is uh, starting to get into full swing. Do you guys head over to the festival? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Cool. I also just like, for the record, I'm totally picturing like the festival scene from Tangled with the sun banners oh, everywhere. absolutely. Oh, 100%. Great. Although in- instead of sun banners, they are banners of the pantry. Oh. Yeah. You guys make your way back onto this hill that was once covered with snow uh, and tents that just in your time three days ago, you snuck through to infiltrate the pantry and died <laughs> and died uh and now you approach it freely as the townspeople have all um gathered around and it, it appears that Carlick, kind of respecting y'all's wishes hasn't really given it much explanation 
about you guys. Great. Uh, as literally nobody in the town saw you. Uh, so great. You guys are basically just attending this festival as guests. Uh, I was so worried that everyone was going to see me as like that naked guy. And I'm so glad. <laughs> <laughs> that actually was the one thing that Carly told everyone was that no. in the fight. No, nobody really recognizes you, but but everyone is jovial. Awesome. It is uh, a large festive time. It's kind of reminiscent of a carnival. There appears to be a lot of games going on, a lot of stalls with all kinds of food. Uh, you do see that in front of the pantry is a is an enormous cooking station uh, that Karlik is currently manning all by himself. Nice. Uh, at one point, you guys walk by it, and he just makes eye contact with you guys and like gives you a little wink uh, and keeps on going about preparations. Um, but yeah, you see a multitude of little uh, games that are happening. You see a giant fenced-in enclosure. There's a giant table with people kind of setting down for what might appear to be like an eating contest. There's a bunch of bales of hay uh, in front of like some marked-off uh, stalls that like appear to be like bales of hay at increasing distances. Brian's way too excited about the eating contest. <laughs> okay. Uh, yep, Brian, uh, you head over to the eating contest. Um, you pull up and you see this stout dwarf with uh, like fiery red hair and this enormous beard. He says, oh yeah, well, step right up. Or you, uh, would you like to join in on the pie eating contest? What kind of pie? Oh, we got all kinds of pie. We got blackberry, we got peach, we got cherry, we got pumpkin, uh, we got apple. Do you have an apple? You have apple? We got apple. Okay. You want an apple pie? Yeah. All right, take a seat. <laughs> Brian, are, are, are you are you about to have a pie eating contest? I I think so. What do I have to do to win? I'm assuming it's an it's an endurance test uh, of some sort. You just gotta outlast the rest of your the rest of the contestants. How many other people are there? Are four oh. other contestants that are seated there. Uh, with like pies in front of them that are kind of preparing themselves. But like, even if I lose, I still get to eat the pie, right? <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, that's kind of part of the competition. <laughs> cool. I don't even worry about checking my opponents out. I just sit down. <laughs> oh my god! What does he get whenever he wins? Oh, uh, well, we have a we have a a lovely collection of uh, of prizes for any of the games. Uh, you'll get to spin the wheel and see what you get. I, I'm a big fan of spinning wheels um brian do you really do you want to win this i mean sure i've just i've never had an apple pie before and i've always wanted to you've never had an apple pie before no when would i have had apple pie ah have you guys had apple pie victoria's crying in a corner (laughs) (laughs) i can show you (laughs) (laughs) when do we Uh. When do we when do we start? It starts right now. Yay! Okay. Uh, so yeah, you sit down and uh, they place uh, some apple pies in front of you, uh, and I need you to roll me a d4. A three. Okay. Uh, what is your constitution modifier? Plus three. Okay. Uh, you eat uh, six pies. Um, oh my <laughs> god! He's actually doing it. It's always the skinny guys who can like put it away, you know. Also, it's like I mean. The, the second you get one taste of apple pie, it, it, it breaks down the dam. Yeah, that's true. He's a pretty good kisser. Oh, Cecil, why did you say that? <laughs> I'm in pain. <laughs> so that was the first round. And for every other round, as you keep eating more pie, uh, you need to make constitution saving throws. The constitution save you'll have to make will be the amount of pie you just ate plus eight. 
So you'll have to pass a constitution saving throw of 14 to continue on. Okay. Uh, for every round you complete, you eat another pie. Uh, and your opponents will be doing the same. Uh, you see two of the guys have, have only eaten two pies. One has eaten four and the other has eaten five. Are you keeping track of my pies or do I have to? I'm keeping track of your pies. Hey, you got six down so far. That's awesome. I've been underfed my whole life. <laughs> I'm going to roll for everyone else for this first round. First guy rolls a nat one. He immediately starts uh, vomiting. He is out of the competition. Nice. Uh, the next guy rolls a 16. He's going to pass. Next guy only rolls a six. Uh, he, he also starts throwing up. And the other guy... Rolls a 17. Uh, so currently, okay. Okay. one guy's okay. eaten okay. three pies. The guy behind you, Brian, has eaten six. Uh, so I need okay. you to roll me a constitution saving throw. Uh, 12. 12. Uh, Brian, you unfortunately fail. Uh, you only get your six pies. The DC was 14. Uh, and you start here. I'll, I'll, Brian, I'll say because no. you were so close, I'll say you miss out on a pie for this round and you oh. can jump back in the next round. OK, uh, so you're currently tied with the guy behind yeah, you. He's down points. a couple pies. He's going to have to make it ground. Yeah, you guys see Brian is shoveling food down his gullet. Uh, he but does seem like caught okay. it, it caught up to him. Hey, DM, if I were to cast <laughs> cure wounds. No. No. Okay. <laughs> Not a cure wounds. Less works. a restoration. <laughs> All right. The second guy fails. He is out, and the other guy Ooh. is going to pass. So currently, Brian, you have eaten six. The guy next to you have eaten seven. Uh, so you need to make me a Constitution saving throw. That's a twenty-three. Hey. Uh, yeah, you are at seven pies. The guy next to you, he is eyeing you down. He's this this big half orc with just like like one enormous tusk and he is like glaring at you as he shovels more pie down his throat but he only rolls a three so he fails his constitution saving throw brian you need to pass a constitution saving throw of 15 to win this pie eating contest okay brian has officially decided he really wants to win <laughs> we've got 14 you unfortunately just miss out. No! I will give you one more shot. The DC is going to raise since you're trying to push yourself. The DC is going to be 17 to get one more pie down your throat. That's a nat 20, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Yeah, you find the the gumption way down in your gut and you grab two more pies and just shovel them into your mouth and the half-orc next to you like his eyes wide, gets this smirk on his face and just gives you like a nod of respect. And he holds nice. out a fist for like a bro hand clasp. Uh, and you guys clasp hands and the dwarf goes, well, we have a winner. Wow, that was kind of scary if I'm being honest. Um, I don't know if I've ever seen anyone eat that much pie that quickly. Uh, but step right up and uh, spin the wheel. Uh, and you can roll me a D8 to determine what prize you receive. I knew I would like apple pie. You know, you see you see the Christmas movies and everyone really likes having like the holiday pies and stuff, but I always liked the 4th of July movies with like the family picnics and stuff and everybody always had that one. I didn't know there was cinnamon in it. Brian Brian just has apple pie all over his face. <laughs> he's he is like just dripping. And crumbs are, like, stuck <laughs> all over his cheeks. Big, sticky kid energy. <laughs> Brian's licking his fingers as he spins the wheel. It's, uh, I rolled a two. Cool. And the dwarf pulls out this little wooden wand, uh, and he hands it to you, and this wand has eight charges. As an action, you can expend one of the wand's charges to cast the Prestidigitation cantrip. Oh, 
You could clean yourself off with a prestidigitation, but I'm just going to do this. And I grab a handful of whatever snow is left. And I just smear it in, in Brian's face to try and wipe <laughs> off the sticky energy. Uh, in the meantime, would you guys like to explore any of the other games? Yeah. There was a, a shooting one? Is, yeah, is there a shooting one? There doesn't appear to be a shooting one. The closest thing appears to be, um, there's you sell like those bales of hay, and it looks like there are people throwing daggers at them. Oh. You see this very pale-skinned looking elf with this long white hair and he says yeah step right up step right up if you uh if you've got what it takes to hit the bale of hay uh maybe you can win a prize today <laughs> that was a pretty good one don't you think that was good yeah that was good i'm not good at hitting things um bullshit yeah, I'll, I'll try cool so you walk up and there's like a set of daggers in front of you and you see like there are like some other people nearby that are hitting the ones at like 10 and 20 feet but here's how this will work. Each bale of hay has two armor classes to determine how close to the center you can hit the target. Uh, the lowest AC means that you're barely successful in hitting the hay bale, but still retain the use of the dagger and may move on to the next hay bale. The highest AC means that, means that you hit the center of the target and you get an additional dagger to use. So you basically have three daggers. So essentially, you're just trying to see how far you can get. Um, okay. And you to hit them, you basically just make an attack roll. Okay. Uh, first one, 18. Ooh, nice. Bullseye on that one. You you just immediately hit the one 10 feet away from you, and now you have four daggers to use. Awesome. Okay. 15. 15. You hit the 20 feet from the in the bullseye as well, uh, and you okay. now have five daggers to use. Oh, um, God. Uh, 11. Okay. You go for the one at 30 feet, but uh, yeah. the dagger does not quite make it. And he says, oh, not quite, but you still got four daggers to use. You still got plenty of tries. Thirteen. Thirteen. You just barely come short of the 30-foot hay bale again, but okay. you still okay. got three, so left. three shots left. Three left. Awesome. Yep. No, 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 so, no, 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 no. A little higher. No, 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 higher. no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Renee's tactics. Oh, all right. So I get advantage on this one. Dirty 20. Dirty 20. All right. Yeah, you nail the 30-foot hay bale right in the center, and you get another dagger back. Renee's tactics. Okay. Uh, 19 plus five. Yep. You, you get the bullseye on the 50 foot one. Uh, now See, you're going I, for I, 75 feet away. See, uh-huh. I told you, you just got to raise your arm up just a little bit. Uh, this one will just be a normal roll. Okay. 17. 17. You do not quite make the 75 foot hay bale, but you still That's got four okay. chances left. Oh God, four. I don't need that many. That does not hit. That's a nine. No, it definitely does not hit. You got three chances okay. left. Uh, that's a net one. Oh, tough. Two <laughs> chances left. I don't know if this will work at all. Um, I cast command. No! <laughs> I don't think it works. On no, the knife. It doesn't. On the knife. I didn't <laughs> think so. Not. I was like, I literally have nothing for this. It was worth a shot. 23. 23. All right. Yeah, you do hit the... Se- you get you get a bullseye on the 75-foot one. You get one dagger use back. You've got three left. There are two bales of hay left. There's one at 100 feet and one at 150 feet. Okay, the 100 feet does not hit. 16? 16 does not make it. Ugh, and my final Renee's tactics. Okay. 18. 18 does not quite make it. No! You throw the dagger and it flies through the air, but flies right over the hay bale. And the guy goes, ooh, not quite unfortunate. But you do still get to choose from a uh, uh, one of our moderate prizes. Take a spin on the As wheel for As he's saying that, I literally pull out my shotgun and I take a shot. 
okay. at the center of it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you got a moderate. Holy shit! Uh, what that's, the fuck? That sucks. Fifteen? Uh, no, that does not hit. No. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't you, even hit the hay. Hit the no. The guy no. offers you a prize, and you pull out a shotgun and fire right next to him with children nearby the booth. And he goes, "Holy shit! Just take a prize and leave. What is wrong with you?" <laughs> Damn it, I really see I, I can't hit shit. You can still uh, take a prize. I mean, uh, you just didn't I get... feel bad. I'm sorry. I was trying to be cool. I mean, that you kind of should feel bad. That was a 7. A 7. All right. Uh you get uh you get a a little plush spider and it's got these long spindly legs, but you can use this spider once to cast uh the spell spider climb. <gasps> cool. Um, I'll put that in my bag. Yeah, yeah, sweet. Yeah, okay. Hey, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's cool. It's cool. Uh, yeah, just uh, enjoy the rest uh, of the festival. Uh, yeah, the guy I'm looks just, genuinely I'm, shaken. He's I'm like, tr- I just was trying to impress somebody. I'm sorry. It's fine. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's uh, it's all right. It's all right. Okay. Uh, you guys make your way from the booth. Uh, Cecil, is there anything that you would like to try and <laughs> try your hand in? What are the other games that are? There is like a fenced-in enclosure where it looks like people are kind of uh, running around inside after something. You can't quite see what it is. There's a booth with like bottles stacked up that people are trying to hit. Uh, and you see a stand where there are what appear to be like buckets of water that appear that people appear to be apple bobbing in. Brian looks at the apple bobbing and just kind of... <laughs> A little bit. It's <laughs> real full. A little bit of, <laughs> little bit of vomit. You need to not look from, at an apple from Brian's for mouth. a while. You're going to go chase the chicken? Or are you going to go throw Is it a chicken or... that they're chasing? What, what are they know. chasing? I, just, I feel like uh, they're chasing something. What if they were chasing just like a small child? Uh, that doesn't <laughs> you, seem ethical. You make your way over <laughs> no. to this fenced-in area, and you see uh, a number of people chasing after uh, a greased-up child. I was right! What is this? No. At first Black glance, it's a child. Looking. But it's at, when you look closer, it's actually, uh, it's actually a gnome. Uh, that is running around but just covered in grease. Um, <laughs> and then you hear the guy next to you go, "We had to use the damn pig for the feast, so uh, we had to, we had to make do with a uh, with old Charlie over there." <laughs> you see the guy running around. You can't catch me. Oh my god! You see three other people in the ring trying to catch Charlie. Hold on, what are the rules? Do you just catch him? You, well, yeah, you just gotta you got, catch him. You gotta catch him. You gotta hold him down for at least six seconds. Uh. I mean, see, here's the thing. I could probably do this. I could also do the the ball throwing or the the the, the bottle toppling game. Absolutely and easily. But which one's more fun? Cecil, Charlie hears you say this, and he makes eye contact with you and flips you off, and then keeps running. Oh, come Listen, on, man! Listen, buddy, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> um, you wish you could catch me. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll fold you in half, you son of a bitch. Get over here. Get over here. And I and I, jump, I literally just jump into the cage arena. Uh, cool. Yeah, you joined uh, Catch the Grease Gnome. So there are three other contestants going at this. Uh, so everyone needs to roll initiative. Everyone? No, not everyone. Everyone in the in the contest. Oh, okay. For initiative, I rolled a nine. A nine. So, uh, Brian. Yeah. Um. In in the interest of getting to know each other, uh, that 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 the kid the kiss with Cecil. Um, I don't know. I'm a little full right now. I don't really sure. feel like. Okay. <laughs> As Brian says that, Cecil runs by chasing Charlie. Um, <laughs> Get over here! So uh, every turn you spend your turn trying to catch Charlie by making a uh, a single athletics check. 
buddy. <laughs> For the first three rounds, uh, everyone has disadvantage on checks to grapple because Charlie's greased up. And on a successful check, you must continue to hold on to Charlie for one more round. And the other contestants can try and knock Charlie out of your grip with contested <laughs> strength checks. Uh, so basically, you have to pa- you have to try and pass two athletics checks and then hold on to Charlie for the next round. You betcha. First up, there's this large bullywug, this large frogman uh, running after hey. Charlie. He's going to try and jump him. And he's going to fail. He only rolls a six. Uh, so he immediately slips and gets a face full of mud. Yeah, fuck you. Up next, Cecil, uh, is you. You can try and uh, try and capture Charlie. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to I'm gonna look at Charlie and I'm going I'm to give him a little wink and I'm going to go, come to Papa. I'm going to cast Charm Person. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you guys really just... How old is Charlie? Oh he's like... 80. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was literally going to say 80. Uh, yeah, he's this really old dude, but just super spry. Charlie rolled a 16. That is the DC. <laughs> he, he just flips you off again. He goes, ah, you got, you're got you going to have to wake up pretty early in the morning to get one over me, whippersnapper. Uh, and runs away. I'll get me over you in just a sec if you just... But not like that. I'm going to... Hold still. Fuck you, Charlie. And I'm... Yeah, I'm going to go back to chasing him. The next guy uh, is a... Is a, another... There's a halfling that runs after Charlie. He does roll a 13. <laughs> so he gets a... He grabs a hold of Charlie. And the guy after him is going to try and knock him out of his... Out of his grasp. Um, it's a 16. Ooh. The next guy rolled a 16 to try and get him out of his grasp. But uh, the... The halfling rolled a nat 20, so he's just got like a bear hold on Charlie. Uh, But the next guy's going to try and roll, and he rolled a five. Oh, but uh, the halfling only rolled a three to contest, uh, so Charlie slides out of his grip. uh, And Cecil, you can make another attempt to capture Charlie. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna do that. <laughs> I would really like a cutscene in which we get to watch them try to convince Charlie to do this. <laughs> well, we we cut to a, a back alley in Supperfield, and they go, "Look, Charlie, look, we only had one pig, but we had to use it for the feast. We couldn't get it greased up. I, I'm sorry, Charlie. You're gonna have to be the greased pig." Uh, and Charlie goes, "Oh fuck yeah! I've been waiting for this my entire life." <laughs> Uh, and just dumps grease on himself, and we cut back to the pen. Uh, Cecil, what do you want to do? I'm going to get this greasy old grandpa. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Aww. That's a nine. Oh. You do not catch Charlie. He slides right under your legs as you try and grab him. The halfling goes in again. The halfling goes a 19. He gets another bear hug on Charlie. Uh, and the other guy after him is uh, it's this big Goliath, actually. Uh, like this guy that's like eight feet tall. And he reaches down to try and get Charlie out of the halfling's grasp. And it was a 13 against a 16. And the halfling just like kicks him away. But the bullywug is going to try and break him free. And he does. He literally, it was literally a five against a three again. And Charlie slides free. Uh, Cecil, it's back to you. I'm going to say, fuck you, Charlie. (laughs) You try catching me, asshole. (laughs) That's not the game. What are you talking about? It'll be even harder. Are you challenging me to a one-on-one? I am challenging you to a one-on-one. <laughs> Make me an intimidation check. You think this is easy? This is the hardest <laughs> thing I've ever done in this game. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, it's an 18 plus three for a 21. <laughs> oh, my God. Charlie goes, all right, fuck it. You're on. And he uh, <laughs> runs against you. 
could I potentially make an acrobatics check instead of an athletics check? Charlie rolled a nat one, so it's not going to matter. <laughs> uh, Charlie falls flat on his face, uh, and if you want, you can try and pin him. I'll, I'll let you roll with advantage. That was a seven, but because it's athletics, it's minus two. Right. It looked like a one at first, so it, he would have rolled a nat one and yes. still have beaten uh-huh. me, uh, which would have been great. Um <laughs> It is an advantage. I rolled a three, which is again minus two, which is Jesus still a one. Right. <laughs> but you did roll a five. You did roll a five. I, I, I like go up on top of one of the fence posts mm-hmm. to like <laughs> duck under him, but I immediately lose footing and I fall back. And I don't so much fall to pin him as I just fall on my you back. You just fall flat, which on happens him. to be on top of Charlie. And he squirms and then I fall over him. And uh, the the crowd erupts into cheers as uh, <laughs> you have successfully caught the grease, Charlie. Oh my god! Well played, Charlie. I can see you're uh, you're professional at this. Charlie grasps your hand and it slips out as you try and pull him up, but then he grabs it again. You pull him back up to his feet, and he goes, "Take your prize. Uh, roll a d8 for me." It's a four. All right, you spin a wheel, and uh, it appears to be like a little leather pouch in a picture. And Charlie picks up a little pouch off of a table and he hands it to you and you get a packet of pixie dust. Whoever sprinkles the pixie dust on themselves gains a fly speed of 30 feet for the next hour. You fought well, whippersnapper. Victoria. What? I think I found your dad. Oh, shut up. (laughs) Uh, You hear loud ringing resounding throughout the festival grounds. And it looks like the feast is ready to be served. Uh, you guys make your way, and it looks like in front of the cooking station, just rows and rows of tables have been set now. And you see Carlick working with his parents to set all the tables, and he gives you guys a little happy wave as he continues to set things. And as he comes by your table, um, he sets out a plate for you guys, and there is a big wooden bowl full of uh, like a hearty beef stew with potatoes and carrots. There's a plate of like fresh greens, a fresh spring salad, and there are big, like long loaves of uh, of bread with uh, with all kinds of butter to spread on them. A large smorgasbord, almost anything you could think of, has been made for this feast. Uh, and as Carlick sets your plates, he kind of pulls you guys aside and just says, I just wanted to, um, just wanted to thank you guys again. Uh, I couldn't have done any of this without you guys. And as he says this, as you see him feeding his town, you see this coppery arcane mist start to glow around Carlick and it drifts into each one of you guys and you can all add Carlick's fortitude. To your inventory. As a reaction once per long rest, you can expend a charge and gain resistance to all non-magical bludgeoning, slashing, and piercing damage until the beginning of your next turn. So it's basically like a one-turn use of rage. Oh, whoa. In addition, once per day when you roll a natural one for an ability check, attack roll, or saving throw, uh, you cannot re-roll it, but you do gain a use of inspiration. uh, And the inspiration cannot be stacked. Wow. So yeah, Karlik works with his family and continues uh, setting out the food for the town. You also see there's this bard that has started performing. Appears to be a traveling bard that's come in. It's this woman, appears to be like in her mid-twenties or so. uh, And she has shoulder-length brown hair with like a silver streak down one side of it. Uh, Appears to be in typical bard clothing. uh, Fitted pants, but with kind of puffed sleeves uh, and like this bluish cloak. And she plays the violin. 
And as the applause of one of her songs dies down, she says, well, I just, uh, just wanted to thank you all. I've, I've played quite a lot of festivals, and uh, this one is just a, just a, a lovely time. Your town is just beautiful, and um, you guys all quite know how to put on a, a lovely festival as well. And she continues playing, and uh, you guys have your dinner. What's her name? You hear as they're kind of introducing her, uh, her name is uh, Adeline Sterling. Uh, yeah, I get myself a big old plate of food and I start Absolutely. wolfing in. Yeah, um, you... wolfing in, wolfing it down. Wolf why, it down. Why would, why would you wolf in. it in? Wolf pack, Digging baby. in, wolfing it down. <laughs> hey, Carlic. Hey, what's up? I, listen, I don't have a lot of space for for all this food. So, which one? Which one is the dish that you're most proud of? And I'll eat that one. Um, I gotta say, I'm pretty proud of this beef stew. It really came together quite well. Okay, I make a bowl of stew. Do you guys have any, like, Tupperware that we'd be able to take some of this? Because, yeah. I mean, obviously, we're going to hang out as much as we can, but, you know, we also do have... We've got stuff that we need to attend to. Yeah, yeah, I can I can make some to-go packs for you guys. Yeah. As you're having this conversation, uh, Adeline, the bard, has kind of finished one of her sets, and she's kind of walking around, and give me a perception check. Can I join in that? Yeah. No, just me. Everybody give me a perception <laughs> check. Uh, natural one. Is Carlic yeah. sitting? I just rolled that one too. Stuff. But we have Carlic's thing, so we. Carlic is still next to you guys. So that's right. Can... That's right. That's right. Okay. This is the last time you're going to get to do this, but. Yes! <laughs> yes! 17. 17 for me as well. 24. Okay. Yeah, you guys all over here. Some of the townspeople talking with Adeline, and she seems to be talking about the last festival she was at. You know, it was it was really weird setup for a festival. It was kind of in like just a big just ruined building, and um, I don't really know where exactly. I feel like that I saw. I'm missing some sign that said something about summer. Um, it's really all I can remember about it. But it was a heck of a time, let me tell you. Uh, excuse me. Yes. Hey, phenomenal performance. Um, oh, thanks. I'm sorry I was eavesdropping, but I heard about the festival you came from prior to that Summerfield, right? Summerfield. Yeah. Yes, that's what it was. Yes. Interesting. Yeah, uh, we're kind of from that area, so we're kind of, uh, you, oh. you know, vaguely familiar. Um, how many people attended? It sounds like it was a big rager. It was a pretty big group. I mean, I, yeah. I don't know. It was at least 500 people. And you you performed? Oh, I performed, yeah. Is there any chance that they also had a couple of other acts while you were there? Like, did a, like a big guy in a kind of like a warlock costume get up and perform? Uh, I don't really remember anything like that. I feel like I was okay, one of really the only kind of acts that performed. You know, there were kind oh. of booths and stuff like that and sort of attractions. What did they, yeah, what was the point? What was like the point of the festival? I never really found out, you know. I talked to huh. a few people, but they all kind of they all kind of brushed me off. But um, I figured... Huh. You know, I'm there to perform, so I might as well. Uh, anyway, uh, again, yeah, great, great job. It's traveling board. It's what I do. I got my, uh, my next set coming yeah, up, actually. Yeah, so. brick leg. <laughs> yeah, you guys, you guys enjoy the rest of the festival. And, uh, she turns around and starts making her way back to the stage. Where, where would, like, 500 people come from? Well, there was the town that was not too far away. Sure, but, like... I mean, I don't, I don't know what's such a big deal. I don't really like her music that much. <laughs> hey, Brian, what? The area she described was our school. Oh, the ruins. Right. Yeah. There weren't five hundred people there when we were there. There weren't. No, 500 there people weren't. There. It was just the hand and her goons. 
and Wally the Warlock. Yeah. It might not be a bad idea if we retrace our steps. Oh, boy. I guess it sounds like you guys know where you're heading next. Yeah, I think so. You want to come? I don't really know how much the uh, you know, traveling around adventuring wise for me. I mean, someone's got to stick around and keep an eye on the pantry, you know? Heck, I might jump to the cafeteria for a little bit. Yeah, you'll have to go check in with all of the rulers and see how they're doing. Maybe I will. You're like a an ambassador. <gasps> I guess I am. Ambassador Karlik. That's got a really good ring to it. You know, I think it does. Well, um, yeah, to-go boxes would be lovely. Uh, oh, of course, of course. Absolutely. Ab- there's like zero rush. For sure, for sure. Rush. No, no, no. We're it's okay. It's okay. Up. Don't worry. I got it. I got it. Before he runs off, Victoria grabs him, gives him a big hug. Mm. He gives you a hug back. Hey, Brian's in a kissing mood if you want to. No, no, he's not. (laughs) He runs off and comes back uh, a few minutes later with every kind of food that was there in like a little magical storage container. He said, this should keep for at least a month. This food will last a month? Yeah, the containers have uh, magical spells cast on and that'll that'll keep the food. Nice. Carlick, did you want a Did you want a I mean, like, I just cooked a lot of food. I'm kind of messy and I don't really know how I'm feeling, so... Hey, maybe not. Hey, listen. If it's if it's not uh, if it's not vocal consent, it's not consent, my friend. That's that's no. Yeah, worry. I mean for sure, for sure. If I learned anything growing up, it was the principle of consent. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, and you guys kind of finish your meal, and uh, eventually the festival starts to wind down, and you say your goodbyes, and you make your way back to the van slash house that is <laughs> appeared next to the van. Slumber party. Yep, slumber party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys all kind of lay out your stuff. <laughs> Sounds like a great idea to me. I'm going to pull out a khaki bag of tricks just to hang out. A regular sized Gandalf. Yeah. Aww, a, goat a goat appears in the room with you guys. <laughs> and you guys are all kind of chatting. And uh, because you haven't gotten to a whole lot, you're kind of chatting, getting to know each other a little bit. I'd like to think this is where all of the questions Brandon has asked at the top of every game right. is what we they learn about out. each other. Yeah, yeah exactly. And as you are answering one, you all hear a voice in your head. What? No! All? Well, well, well. Look who's all a bunch of friends now. I don't know if I can let this stand. Victoria, I think it's time for that favor. And you guys all see Victoria drop unconscious. (gasps) And with that, class is dismissed. (laughs) You son of a bitch! You are a son of a bitch! Oh my god! I could have gone my whole life without that fucking thing in my head. Hall and Dragons is Andy Dinehart as Victoria Hightower, Danielle Grisco as Brian Tolkien, Brandon Lindsay as Cecil McNamara, and myself, Riley Wesson, as your DM. Thanks so much for listening to this session of D Hall and Dragons. As always, if you like the episode, we'd love to see a five-star review, and we'd love it even more if you could share it with a friend. Our theme music is Sonic Pogo by Vans in Japan. Other music can be found in the episode description. 
And our artwork is, as always, done by the amazingly talented Carlina Alvarez. A link to her stuff can be found in the episode description as well. Until next time, just want to give a quick shout out to my good friend Maddie, who recently just finished her very own D&D campaign that she and her friends started with inspiration from this show. Happy to know that we could inspire some people to jump into this game and create and have fun with their friends, and we hope that we can continue to do that even more going forward. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next session. Let me grab a pillow for the back of this chair and maybe that'll help. Okay. Jesus, now that she's gone. All right. So now we can actually play D&D. Now that Andy's gone and can't hear anything I'm saying. Right. Of course. Now that- <laughs> oh my God. She's right behind me, isn't she? Oh my God. Ew, oh, ew! No! Ew. Mom, Dad, what the fuck? <laughs> Jesus, not in front of us. No kissing! Oh my god, not on Zoom. I'm trying to eat.